Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Leviticus 15. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read about clean and unclean, we pray that we would understand what really makes us unclean today, the sin. We pray that you would cleanse us from our sin. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Leviticus 15. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Speak to the Israelites, and you shall say to them, Any man, when a fluid discharge occurs from his body, his fluid discharge is unclean, and this becomes his uncleanness in his fluid discharge, whether his body secretes his fluid discharge or his body blocks his fluid discharge, it is his uncleanness. Any bed upon which the person who discharges lies down becomes unclean, and any object upon which he sits becomes unclean, and anyone who touches his bed must wash his garments, and shall wash himself with water, and he shall be unclean until evening. And the person who sits on the object upon which the person who discharges has sat must wash his garments, and he shall wash himself with water, and he shall be unclean until the evening. And the person who touches the body of the person who discharges must wash his garments, and he shall wash himself with water, and he shall be unclean until the evening. And if the person who discharges spits on one who is clean, then that one shall wash his garments, and he shall wash himself with water, and he shall be unclean until the evening. And any saddle upon which the person who discharges rides becomes unclean. And any person who touches anything that happened to be under him becomes unclean until the evening. And the person who carries them must wash his garments, and he shall wash himself with water, and he shall be unclean until the evening. And anyone whom the person who discharges might touch without rinsing off his hands with water shall wash his garments, and he shall wash himself with water, and he shall be unclean until the evening. But a clay vessel that the person who discharges touches must be broken, and any wood object must be rinsed with water. And when the person who discharges becomes clean from his bodily fluid discharge, he shall count for himself seven days for his cleansing. Then he shall wash his garments, and he shall wash his body with fresh water, and he shall be clean. Then on the eighth day he shall take for himself two turtle doves, or two young doves, and he shall come before Yahweh at the tent of assembly's entrance, and he shall give them to the priest. And the priest shall sacrifice one as a sin offering, and the other as a burnt offering. And so the priest shall make atonement for him before Yahweh from his bodily fluid discharge. And if an emission of semen goes out from anyone, then he shall wash all of his body with water, and he shall be unclean until the evening. And any garment and anything leather on which is an emission of semen shall be washed with water, and it shall be unclean until the evening. If there is a woman with whom a man lies down, and there is an emission of semen, then they shall wash themselves with water, and they shall be unclean until the evening. And when a woman is menstruating, her bodily fluid discharge occurs in her body. For seven days she shall be in her menstruation, and any person who touches her shall become unclean until the evening. And anything upon which she lies down during her menstruation shall become unclean, and anything upon which she sits shall become unclean. And any person who touches her bed must wash his garments, and he shall wash himself with water, and he shall be unclean until the evening. And any person who touches any object on which she sat must wash his garments, 
and he shall wash himself with water, and he shall be unclean until the evening. And if it is on the bed, or on the object on which she sits, at his touching it, he becomes unclean until the evening. And if a man indeed lies with her, and her menstruation occurs on him, then he shall be unclean for seven days, and any bed on which he lies down becomes unclean. And when a woman discharges a bodily fluid consisting of her blood for many days, but not at the time of her menstruation, or when she discharges in addition to her menstruation all the days of her unclean bodily fluid discharge, she shall become unclean, as in the days of her menstruation, any bed on which she lies during all the days of her bodily fluid discharge shall become for her as her bed of menstruation, and any object on which she sits becomes unclean, as her menstruation's uncleanness. And any person who touches them becomes unclean, and he shall wash his garments, and he shall wash himself with water, and he shall be unclean until the evening. And if she is clean from her bodily fluid discharge, then she shall count for herself seven days, and afterward she becomes clean. And on the eighth day she shall take for herself two turtle doves or two young doves, and she shall bring them to the priest at the tent of assembly's entrance. And the priest shall sacrifice the one as a sin offering, and the other as a burnt offering. And so the priest shall make atonement for her before Yahweh from her unclean body fluid discharge. And you shall keep the Israelites separate from their uncleanness, so that they may not die, because of their uncleanness, by making my tabernacle, which is in their midst, unclean. This is the regulation of the one with the body fluid discharge, and the one from whom an emission of semen goes out, so that he becomes unclean by it, and concerning the menstruating woman in her bleeding, and the person who discharges his body fluid, for the male and for the female, and for a man who lies with an unclean woman. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. We are in the section of Leviticus that explains clean versus unclean. We started with clean and unclean animals in chapter 11. Then we had the uncleanness of childbirth in chapter 12. Then in chapters 13 and 14, we had skin diseases, which some translations translate as leprosy. And it could be a person or clothing or a house. Now in chapter 15, we get to uncleanness that relates to sex. It starts out with an abnormal male discharge, then a normal male discharge, then sexual relations, then a normal female discharge, and finally an abnormal female discharge. So, it is a chiastic structure. Okay, so now to the details. We start out with an abnormal male discharge, and the word in Hebrew could mean a few things, but especially in the context, I think it is talking about an abnormal discharge from the male sexual organ. So anything the man touches during this time becomes unclean. The only exception is that if he washes his hands, he can then touch someone without making them unclean. Then, once the discharge stops, he has to wait seven days. That is similar to the cleansing from the infectious skin disease that we read about in the last chapter. He has to offer two birds. One is a sin offering, and one is a burnt offering. Then we get to the normal male discharge of semen. And for the normal... The man just has to take a bath, and then he's unclean the rest of the day. They would count sundown as the next day rather than midnight like we count it today. So, in the evening, he's considered clean again as long as he has washed. If the semen got on anything, then that thing becomes unclean and must be washed. In normal sexual relations, both the husband and wife would have to wash and be unclean until evening. 
Then we get to the woman and take it in reverse order, with the normal menstruation first. She has to count seven days of uncleanness for her menstruation. During that time, anything she touches becomes unclean. And then we have the abnormal female discharge, where it lasts beyond the normal time. And the rules are similar, in that anything she touches becomes unclean during that time. Then, when the issue is resolved, she has to count off seven days, and then on the eighth day, bring a sacrifice of two birds. One as a sin offering, and one as a burnt offering. Just like the male abnormal discharge. Then, Yahweh makes a surprising statement in verse 31. And you shall keep the Israelites separate from their uncleanness, so that they might not die because of their uncleanness by making my tabernacle, which is in their midst, unclean. So somehow, if they don't go through these cleansing rituals, they will make the tabernacle unclean. And now for a deeper dive. Let me say again here that these things that make a person unclean are not actually sin. They are a picture of sin. So just like there's nothing sinful about a rabbit or an eagle or a catfish, and there's nothing sinful about getting an infectious skin disease, there's nothing inherently sinful about the normal bodily functions of the sexual organs, or even the diseased malfunction of the sexual organs. These picture sin. But as we saw earlier in chapter 12, there was uncleanness connected with childbirth. Now there is uncleanness connected with the bodily functions that lead to childbirth, Again, this doesn't mean that having sex is inherently sinful. There are lots of misuses of sex that are sinful. But God created it, and it's good and proper place in marriage, and that is not sinful. Perhaps there is something here connected with the curse on Eve in Genesis chapter 3 when God said that she would bear children in pain, or perhaps God chose to put these special regulations around sexual function to make the Israelites separate from the people around the people around would go in the opposite direction. They would have prostitutes in their temples where they would worship. But in any case, clearly God is using this as a picture of sin, to teach how sin makes a person unclean. Now, someone might say, it isn't fair that I would be unclean every month and I couldn't avoid it. Well, first of all, these regulations were for the Israelites, not for the Gentiles in the church later. But have you ever gone a month without sinning? If anything, the picture is not harsh enough here, as the reality of our sin is much worse. But God made a way for them to be cleansed from this picture of sin, and God has made a way for us to be cleansed from our sin today. If only we could see how unclean sin is in our lives. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.